as we celebrate your resurrection. Touch us with your power. Increase our lives, increase our faith, and let us walk into grace as you have prepared for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, please be seated. Well, if you've been around Good Shepherd for the last six weeks, and some of you have, you know that we have walked through four long weeks of Lent, four weeks of repentance and thinking about what was to come, and then Holy Week. But the interesting thing is that all the time that we walked through that, We knew the ending. We knew Easter was coming. We knew there was a resurrection. We knew Jesus was not in the tomb. But here's the question I have for you. How does this change our lives? How does this event that took place over 2,000 years ago, an empty tomb, Change the way you and I live today. What does it mean for us in 2022? Well, I'm going to hold out to you that it means everything to us. It means that death is not the final answer. It means that the grace of God has been poured out on us. Grace we didn't deserve but grace we received by his death and resurrection. It means everything. We must never forget that the tomb is empty. So, chapter 1 of Luke's Gospel tells us that he is writing this book to give you facts that support the story of Jesus. And he is writing the book to a man named Theophilus, a beloved brother, and he continues in Acts with his story. But he says, I am going to give you information that is crucial for your understanding that Jesus was raised from the dead, that this is who we say he is. And so he gives us details as he goes along that are important to Luke and important to us. So today... I'm going to invite you to time travel with me back 2,000 plus years and we are going to look at the empty tomb through the eyes of those who were there, the events that happened. Now before Jesus is is, um, crucified, he's been teaching. He's been all around. He's been walking the streets. And you, time travelers, you might have been in the crowds. He might have looked you in the eye. You might have seen something about him that was, wow, really different. You might have been touched. You might have been there when he fed the 5,000. And you might have wondered, wow, There is something about him. Could it be true that he might be the Messiah? But then 
the worst happened. And you were there, maybe standing safely in the background so nobody would think you were a follower. But you see Jesus lifted up on a cross, hanging there, crucified on a Friday. And you know, because you were there 2,000 years ago, that he is what? Dead. He's dead. You die on those crosses. You are dead. And you see that. And you think, wow, wasn't what I expected. And then a man named Joseph of Arimathea comes into the picture, and he has asked Herod if he can claim the body of Jesus. Now, by this time, it's late, late in the afternoon on Friday. So the Sabbath is right around the corner. Things have to be done quickly so that everybody can be home to celebrate the Saturday Sabbath. So they take Jesus, and they wrap him in a linen cloth. And Luke tells us a critically important detail. Jesus is placed in an unused tomb. Now, why is that important? Tombs in the first century, and and, and all those years back then, were not tombs like we think of them. They were caves. And you put people in caves, and in the caves there would be many ledges. So, because most people couldn't afford a full tomb privately, so on these ledges would be different bodies in different stages of decomposition. And what you did was you put your loved one in, you came back and tended to them, and then you would come back from time to time, and as the body completely deteriorated and only bones were left, Then you packed up the bones, put them in a container called an ossuary, and then you buried it. And that was how um, it happened. So, Luke is telling us, this is an unused tomb. Nobody has been in it before. There's no mistaking this. This is an unused tomb. Jesus is the only one in it. So, Luke, so he's buried only in this linen wrap. The Sabbath has happened. Nothing takes place on the Sabbath. And the next morning, we find some women going to the tomb. Now, they are going with the spices to embalm the body. They are going to do the final things that have to be done to a body that is put into a tomb. So we encounter Mary Magdalene and Joanna and uh, Mary, the mother of James. Let's walk with them for a minute. I wonder what they're talking about. They have thought that Jesus was the Messiah. They've been actively involved in his ministry. They knew him. They were on first-name basis with him. They knew Jesus. They'd been touched by Jesus. How could life change so suddenly, they wondered. What has happened? How could this have happened to Jesus? 
We thought he was going to change everything. We thought he was the Messiah. It's a sad business. And I'm pretty sure there's some tears shed as they walk toward the tomb. And perhaps they're even wondering how they're going to get the stone rolled away. Because a stone was always put over the door of the tomb. Wandering and weeping, they walk along and they are coming to attend to Jesus. They have all the spices. They have seen what has happened. Jesus was dead. They are becoming, they are coming to prepare a dead body. Because everyone knows dead is dead, right? When you're dead, you're dead. And they get to the tomb. They get to the tomb and they're looking at it and, wow, somebody's rolled back that stone. I wonder who did it. And then they walk into the tomb and it's empty. I wonder what their first thought was. Did somebody steal the body? What has happened? The linen cloth is there, but Jesus is not there. We've come to prepare him, to anoint him, and he's gone. And all of a sudden, Luke tells us, two men in dazzling white. He later reveals that they are actually angels. Two men in dazzling white. They are so bright that the women bow to the ground. They're just overcome. And these two men say to the ladies, Why? Why do you seek the living among the dead? Why do you seek the living among the dead? Now, take a moment and watch these ladies process those words. Why do you seek the living among the dead? And where is Jesus? Wow! He's gone. Those words, why do you, those, the words, I'm sorry, the um, angels go on and tell them the words from Luke chapter 9 that said, Jesus told his disciples, I am going to be handed over, I am going to be crucified, and I am going to rise again from the dead. And so his words, why do you seek the living among the dead, bring this all back to life, and they're in the tomb thinking, Wow! Wow, it's true. He is the Messiah. He is the one who has come to save Israel. And so what do they do? They go back rushing, very excited, words tumbling out to tell the men, Jesus has risen from the dead. He's not in the tomb. He's not in the tomb. And what do the men do? Oh, yeah. Who can believe a bunch of women? They're hysterical. They're hysterical. They don't understand. And in truth, in that day and age, women were not considered credible witnesses. And so the amazing thing is that Luke tells us 
this, these are the women who see and know firsthand, and all the Gospels say it. The women got the story. And they come back and tell the guys, who, in typical male fashion, kind of blow them off. So, except for our good friend Peter. And he's kind of intrigued. So he does run to the tomb. And he sees the same thing. Now, when Peter comes back, we don't get a record of that. But I bet he's better received. But anyway, to get to the point, this is what we celebrate today. An empty tomb. An empty tomb. Jesus is risen. He is not there. Hallelujah. <coughs> Jesus is risen. So, Easter 2022. Do you understand and embrace that profound truth? Do we all understand and believe that someone who was put to death on the cross rose again, sacrificed himself so that we could be a redeemed, blessed, empowered people? Because that's the witness of the empty tomb. That's exactly what happened. Now, Jesus has been raised from the dead. Jesus is in the heavenly realms. Now, we know he'll make a couple more appearances, but right now, they don't see him. But the truth of the resurrection should change everything about our lives. If the tomb is empty, if Jesus has been taken up into the heavenly realms, if Jesus is the Messiah, then we are the most blessed of people. Now, the fact of the resurrection does not change the circumstances of our lives. It changes how we live in the circumstances of our lives, how we react, how we speak. We have a living Lord. Yes, we'll have grief and pain and sorrow. Friends will die. Tragedies will happen, but we walk with a living Lord, so we have him to hold on to through each and every one of those times. Easter, Easter, the first day of the week, the first day of the week, a day of what? New beginnings. I've got a whole new week ahead of me, and I'm going to tell you today, it's the first day of the week, and the sun has risen. The S-O-N, sun, has risen. The sun has risen. 2,000 years ago, there was an empty tomb. But today, the Lord is still here and with us. What are your dreams? What are your hopes? What is it that you'd like to do at the start of a new and wonderful week? The message of Jesus The message of the tomb is that he is alive. He is with you. He is loving you. He is embracing you. He is pouring out his grace on you and inviting you and me into deeper and deeper relationship. We come today 
to celebrate a risen Lord, to bless him, to remember, to be thankful for the sacrifice. The tomb is empty, and it should affect everything and change everything about our lives. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. Oh, Lord.